Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to this 43rd session of Guru Bodha. We have with us today Dr. M.B. Guraja sir. Uh, on behalf of all of our students, I cordially welcome Dr. M.B. Guraja sir to this class. Namaste sir. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Janadhan. Dr. M.B. Guraja sir is a professor and a practitioner at Davala Pentacare Ayurveda Treatment Center and he is my Ayurvedic teacher. Beginning this session with uh, little bit of controversy and uh, th there's a lot of uh, you know explanation to be had to understand this this point so rguhs means uh, raju gandhi university of health sciences uh, so it's a university of karnataka uh, dealing with ayurveda education and in one of the question papers uh, there was a question like woman uh, explain women as aphrodisiac so it looks very misogynistic uh, at the outset and that was blown up and that, that was uh, presented as a, new, as a news piece in the newspaper. So before we get into this news piece, what is written there, just a little bit of context on uh, the women explained as best aphrodisiac uh, medicine. So this context is explained in uh, Vajikarna Adhyaya chapter of Charaka Samhita. So uh, in the in that Chirika Chikisa Sana 2.1, uh, the Samyoga Sharamulia Adhyaya, Vajikarana uh, Pada, Acharya Chalaka explains the best aphrodisiac. A sexually excited female partner is the best aphrodisiac. She is the receptacle, uh, receptacle of the sexual act. Each individual item of beauty in a woman gives immense pleasure to an individual. This accounts for her excellence as an aphrodisiac. All objects of beauty are assembled in a woman in a com compact form, nowhere else. All the objects of senses found in the person of a woman evoke the maximum delight in a man. The woman, the woman is therefore the most lovable for a man. Uh, it is a woman who procreates the children as well. And Dharma, Artha, Lakshmi and the entire universe are established in a woman. The woman who is beautiful, young and endowed with auspicious signs, who demands to get herself into control, educated, is the best aphrodisiac. Is explained and, and Acharya Charaka goes on to explain the excellence of women uh, in the very next uh, Sanskrit sloka itself. Women is as respectable as cow and gods. People in this world have different types of liking as a result of the effect of the actions in the past life. A person gets a woman of his liking, then his beauty and virtues grow. By her youthfulness, body, speaking style and erotic performance, the woman enters into the heart of the person as a result of either daiva or karma. And she delights the heart. She is like the karma. She bears a similarity in her mental faculties. So please keep in mind that all these things are explained in the context of Vajikarana, aphrodisiac therapy. This is not just general uh, explanation of women. Uh, she is loved by her spouse with her excellent qualities. She works like a nose for sense organs. Uh, on and on and it goes. A man, who, uh, a man who is deprived of her, that is, who does not have a wife, does not find any interest in this world and all. And uh, so this is the context. And, and also who is the ideal uh, wife to have, all those things are explained. But so all, all those things are taken out of context and made into a news, uh, calling that Rajagandhi University of Health Sciences has landed in a fresh controversy with, the, with an Ayurvedic question paper, reportedly describing a woman as a sexual object. In the Kaya paper of the fourth year of BAMS, Students were asked, asked to write Sri as Vajikarana Dravya, woman as aphrodisiac syrup. Right out in the news uh, reporting, there are many mistakes. And uh, Guraja sir, your uh, initial thoughts on this place. First of all, this uh, controversy was not at all uh, required, or uh, it is just simply blown out of the proportion. Those who have translated and reported in the journalism, they don't know, understand the ABCD of Ayurveda. In what context Acharya Charaka has explained this is three years of Vajikarana Dravya, the meaning of Dravya, entirely it is different, but simply they translated Dravya as object and made it as three as a sexual object. So then feminism all over the area, they started opposing this and they started bombarding with some Twitter handles and newspaper and coverage and everywhere and it is unnecessary 
they are questioning those who are questioning and they are telling and wrongly reporting they don't understand what in what context it is been explained first to better understand before reporting that's they have not done that's why this has been a big explanation they need to give by even the university and it is very much from the syllabus it is not out of the syllabus or it is not by the perverted mentality of the question paper sitter who has asked the question no it is not like that it is a very much very much from the syllabus point and it is explained by acharya charaka and of course many people they are questioning the authenticity and what is the relevance in these type of questions in present era it has its own uh, understanding it requires a lot of information it gives you an idea how to do a counseling when a patient of such nature comes with erectile dysfunction or some related with the uh, vajikarana issues but without going all into these aspects simply blaming and translating literal translation stree as a vajikarana dravya straight away translating it as a stree as a sexual object and bombarding it's a very very wrong way of presentation first is that nobody in the non ayurvedic group do not understand the word dravya properly the basic definition of dravya it is grossly translated into object but the basic uh, explanation of dravya as per ayurveda sense is one which has guna and karma in that sense the the patient male female human being everybody is dravya so uh, it is not the, not as if a woman are told as substance of aphrodisiac nature it, 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 so dravya meaning is so very different than just the sub, substance sir so that's what that's the reason and the context was very much clear it is a vajikarana adhyaya vajikarana adhyaya is dedicated directly to the male dysfunctions erectile dysfunctions and male related issues so when we are explaining related to things which is to the male the one which is suitable for the male that has to be explained in that people are even asking that uh, if um, female is a sexual object then uh, for female male is not a sexual object why it is not explained it is out of the context why you need to explain those things in a chapter where it is dedicated mainly for uh, male um, issues so we need to understand this whether without knowing all these things simply they are just translated and they are kept things in the newspaper and ultimately it is landed in trouble yeah the whole of the vajakarna chapter is for male sexual disorders or explanation of how to aphrodisiacally improve male uh, you know male sexual act and also it, it is not so very wrong in saying that women is the best aphrodisiac for the uh, man better to say as uh, you know wife is the best aphrodisiac to husband uh, and to to give it a ethical quote uh, e- even in case of sexual disorders also uh, if it is male sexual disorder including infertility cases and all we usually call both husband and wife together and they are counseled and if the need be even the women are counseled separately regarding the sexual issues so so definitely always see when a male complains of erectile dysfunction or any issues related with infertility or progeny or is having any sexual um, discomforts or he want to uh, get the treatment he usually have some sort of shy so he will disclose only certain things to the doctor as a doctor when such patient approaches me then i will consider you, you have to call your partner also you should both should come together then there are certain issues to be told to both of them to make comfortable for each other so such type of counseling that is called aptu samalochana or whatever it is we call it and we call them people to come together so that is the way we usually do it and we have seen many a times a male partner complaining that uh, i don't get um, satisfactory erection or something like that i don't get the um, sexual arousal when um, my partner is my wife but the same thing doesn't happen when the partner is not my wife even uh, such complaints i have uh, heard in my practice so it's very typically uh, what acharya has said in that context is with the ethical background wife or the female is the best for that some even question has come and even asked that why a gay male cannot uh, cause a, um, erosion i mean uh, arousal 
sexual arousal even that that can also be an aphrodisiac something like that they are they have got their own arguments for the sake of arguments they are doing it but simply without understanding the backdrop or the what the what context acharya charaka has explained this and why the term has been set as a stri as a vajikarana dravya very clearly he said there are lot of vajikarana dravyas but with, with so many vajikarana dravyas also agradravya best one is stri that's what I, his intention was selling vajikarana kshetram agram stri tu praharshini it is said very clearly even though there are many ashagandha is there kapikachu is there musheli is there vidari is there there are plenty of drugs are there but even with all those things the best one is always stri that is obviously that is the nature's creation god's creation a male is attracted to to female and a female is attracted to male for the purpose of continuation of this race or human race god has created such issues there may be certain times some pervertedness some deviations some issues but that cannot be that minority cannot be taken as a majoritarian view that is not a, a right kind of acceptance so we need to understand this why this in what context acharya has explained that we need to understand and i i fear that uh, all this <clears throat> modern science activism uh, modern day activism uh, equal rights to women yeah all those are very much required in this i totally support that uh, but I, i fear that you know this modernism will somewhere eat out this ayurveda and somebody some woke person would uh, raise and uh, come come to the front and come to the power and then they delete certain sections of samhitas itself from the syllabus and all just to modernize i i fear that they should not come see you might have even seen in this context of controversy some of uh, twitter handles even suggested uh, not to send your children to these type of courses these are the things which is taught to your children in the school so many things they are told in the twitter handle there are maybe it is a fake twitter handle or a genuine one i don't know there there um, there lot and lot things have been uh, you no know, just they bombarded and ayurveda and even bms degree and uh, so many things uh, that liver doc please don't forget this what they are teaching students in ayurveda colleges when they don't understand what is the context and why it is explained what is is being explained simply unnecessary it is blown out of the proportion i mean this liver doc uh, to setting context we had discussed this in previous uh, one of the sessions also that he's uh, i think his name is dr philips he's from kerala and he is an allopathic doctor and uh, he's always against ayurveda so and, and, and homeopathy yoga all all ayush is anti ayush and, mm-hmm. and even the ayush ministry has uh you should have noticed against him and uh what not so be- before we, uh, we continue dipthi do you have any point please so i have this opinion um if you write any medical topic they need all kinds of certifications when i'm talking about allopathic in the any world whether india whether it is western world even if any african or east asian country they ask you what is your credibility to write about it right and they also need to have some sort of a writing experience or you need to have a journalism experience so in my point of view i have a major degree in journalism i have got certified as ayurveda practitioner and i'm as feminist as i can be my point here is these are such a way that they are disrespecting ayurveda and when you're talking about fertility when you're talking about copulating it is a man and a woman are the best aphrodisiac for each other there is no denying the fact so we should not even allow these pseudo doctors to disavow ayurveda i think all the writers of ayurveda should start writing against him or rebut him and i think we should also ask ayush ministry to have a small department where we can put our grievances any time anyone writes something such derogatory thing or negative thing this person should be called and he should be reprimanded because in us if you write anything remotely like this american medical association will make sure that you never are able to make any money so why is ayurveda now that we have woken up to our own vidya why are we taking this nonsense there's so many ayurveda hospitals and colleges 
I think we should add an element of journalism in these colleges and we should challenge these people for writing these negative things. And there's nothing wrong for calling a woman to be aphrodisiac. A spoon is not going to arouse a man. A table is not going to arouse a man. A woman is going to arouse a man, right? So I think it's absolutely wrong for this guy. I'm going to follow him and I'm going to start, you know, challenging him about his credibility. And I'm going to also, you know, see if I have an attorney who has a little bit of time on his hand to challenge him and, you know, create something called manhani dawa. Mm, yeah. Once or twice we need to do this because otherwise we'll always have these kind of issues who will take our focus away. And it will, you know, dis it is a disadvantage of getting proper talent to come to Ayurveda. That was my opinion here. Thank you. To be honest, like Ayush Ministry has to, they are doing all that they can to support Ayurveda. A lot of Ayurveda universities have come and research centers are coming and a lot of countries where they are uh, signing memorandum or understanding for research and to promote Ayurveda, including WHO and all. But even in terms of these, I, I mean, all those efforts sometimes get undermined with these kind of nonsensical incidents. Probably Ayush Ministry has to step, step up here as well, sir. See, because it's uh, one of the universities in uh, India, somewhere down the line, and uh, so there's one question paper, some question was there. So they have made some huge care for this. I don't think so that um, Ayush Ministry has to um, chip in. The first thing is, registrar evaluation of RGHS is very categorically denied saying that it is not like that and it is very much from the syllabus and the question is very much taken from the subject. It is not uh, against any women or anything and the university doesn't support me such type of things. Very categorically he denied that the way they are represented in the paper, that is a uh, woman is a aphrodisiac syrup, a woman is in a sexual abject, no, both are wrong statements. So that that's already been done. Yeah. So I mean, if, if registrar has uh, of the uh, honorable university has has, has spoken, then uh, most of things are clear. Uh, Dr. Rajanikan Patel, good evening and welcome to the show. If you if you have any point, can please make it. Good evening to all of you and thank you very much for arranging this session. Actually, I don't have time. Never I joined this. I gave on my lecture on mucor and now I'm free. So I joined and I thought uh, I see it very interesting topic is going on. So I would just like to add a little thing. The whatever the question they have asked, that is 100% correct. That is one part. And uh, uh, in other part, it is a half. Because when you see Ashtangradaya, we have a, uh, three, this uh, Upastamba. Three Upastamba is mentioned in Ayurveda. That is Ahar, Nidra and Brahmacharya. So these three things are basic pillar of our life. Uh, food, uh, this uh, sleep and this uh, Brahmacharya. So in Brahmacharya also, Ashtangradaya has given specific rule. There is two kind of Dhinacharya. One is a Vaivahik Dhinacharya and another one is Neshtika Brahmacharya. So, three age of Vajikaran Dravya, it is not like that uh, you roam in the city and you pick any girl and uh, you use them. It is not like that. So, in that Ashtangradaya, they have told before marriage, you have to follow the Neshtika Brahmacharya. Means before marriage, you are not allowed to have a sex or you, you are not allowed to have anything. Uh, you don't have to use any Vajikaran Dravya. But whatever rules are there, whatever Vajikaran Chikitsa is written in the, our Ayurveda, that is strictly meant for married life only. If you read uh, Ashtangradeya, in the Traya Upastamba, they have mentioned rules for uh, this uh, Brahmacharya. So one is before marriage, we should follow this uh, Nastik Brahmacharya and after marriage, we should follow Vaivahik Brahmacharya. So in that, this, uh, this is a fitting 100% that a woman is the best Vajikaran Dravya. In that, uh, so many rules are uh, written that uh, we should uh, be 100% obey to our wife. We should uh, not follow any other woman. Not even we should see any other woman. Everything is written is 100% perfect and not against of uh, woman in general in Ayurveda. So they have written only one part of this aphrodisiac, 99%. They don't even know. That is a Ahar, Nidra and Brahmacharya rules. So this uh, point I wanted to add. Thank you very much, Dr. Rajinikant, and uh, you have been posting all the you know wonderful cases. Probably we'll have a session with you separately for all of us. Correct, sir. Guru Raj, sir. Yes, definitely. You are right. There are a lot of other issues are there. See, the question paper was very specific from Kaya Chikitsa, particularly the case 4, 
that is related with rasayana vajikarana chikitsa so when the topic itself is related with uh, vajikarana then where there is a feminism and all these things comes and i don't know and simply because this huge cry was done by the non ayurvedic people just because he translated that stree as a vajikarana dravya the term dravya has been translated as aphrodisiac syrup or uh, sexual object for but that word they have got a problem for that because of that the entire issue has been triggered off and such issue i think it will come daily because now ayurveda is gaining the strength ayurveda is gaining the attention all over the world so they will try everything to make us sit down yes. so we should not uh, worry we should just give the result and put in front of the community so people will start believing in ayurveda that's the thing that's happening that's regularly day by day people are putting the success stories and people are treating and people are getting convinced with ayurveda they are started following ayurveda even government is giving support to yoga and ayush and ayurveda that is the thing they are uh, it is causing them the worry because of that reason only they are unnecessarily some and there is of course it's a big toolkit type of thing somebody will be there as a visual blower or anything and they'll be always uh, followers they start bombarding in the twitter and everywhere and in journalism some friends will be there they'll put this in front there and it becomes a sensational news for them they you just simply use it and one more thing that liver doctor is 24 into 7 free if ah. it is a really hepatologist then he should not find a time to put uh, such a such a two hour long uh, tweet thread yes definitely anyhow their community only opposing uh, that guy if you oh. see the whole tweet of uh, that man means uh, we should uh, neglect them we yes. should focus in our uh, work that should we give result and put in front of the community that's yes. it <laughs> and also in, in in case of like a male sexual disorders like a premature ejaculation or even erectile dysfunction etc wherein the disorder is arising from the difference of opinion or husband and wife not cooperating with each other the role of women is very crucial isn't it sir because if the women if the wife is not cooperating or she is losing patience the husband will husband with premature ejaculation which will grow with anxiety with more anxiety more performance pressure will again will again worsen the problem and in many of the cases it has even led to uh, divorces and uh, such other things so women plays a very big role in uh, you know wife plays a very big role in uh, you know getting the sexual uh, life uh, pleasurable both for the husband and wife sir see that is the reason even uh, same question was arisen in some of the groups and there was a lot of discussions went on and even i answered in those groups also for some time then i left it because <laughs> there is no meaning in uh, trying to con- convince them they have got only one opinion that uh, sexual object women there's only those two those two things they are kept in mind and they are going on arguing see very clearly in uh, ayurveda as well as even if you observe one or two generations back how there the practice of uh, selection of a boy or a girl for any marriage how they used to identify there will be some uh, backgrounds uh, checking will be there regarding the kula gotra so many things that's the reason the ayurveda has very clearly said atulya gotriya that itself is very clear term atulya gotra the gotra of the girl and gotra of the boy should not be same so that reason it is not only just because uh, simply one idea because it give, give you definitely an idea of avoiding genetic disorders if you marry in a same gotra then there is a chances of genetic disorders so you have to avoid those things don't go for the blood relation or atulya gotri a very clear concept was there but Uh, probably their explanation may not be presently suitable for your scientific way of uh, narration or something like that but they have got a very clear idea why they have mentioned it how to select a boy how to select a girl and who should be a best one what is the 36 gunas how how many gunas matches in that so many they have come across so many such type of things based on that then they'll a particular even uh, is suitable for that then they have a compatibility between those who even after the marriage for all those reasons they are picked up in such a fashion and then i mean uh, that type of uh, practices were there earlier 
but presently such practices have been gone and people just simply because on a horoscope they will do it sometimes even that horoscope is also corrupted and that is manipulated and so many things are there nonsenses that we cannot uh, and it's a human nature he has brought in corruption in every field so that's there so but for that sake we should not blame our acharyas they are very very stringent and they are very much supportive to the society and their concern is see they are given lot lot of information without any intellectual property right they have transferred so much of information to us to practice and do the things today if we do one certain things also we will go and cover it up with intellectual property days and i want some royalty from that but our ancestors our acharyas never asked any royalty for the sake of humanity they have given lot lot of information so we need to understand this so atulya gotriya and these concepts are very clearly mentioned in ayurveda also and even in practice sanatana dharma practices also there will be a very peculiar way of uh, selection of a girl and a boy for a marriage and all these things but still people are without knowing all this background just from the journalism to make some sensational news they have done it dr rajan kam please uh just in treatment aspect one point i would like to see uh, when you see the dhatu pradoshas vikara the klebyata is mentioned not under shukra dhatu pradoshas vikara it is mentioned under rasa dhatu pradoshas vikara so it is a common when we see any disease related erectile dysfunction we directly jump to the ashwagandha musli or gold or silajit uh, everything but we must focus uh, initially on a rash dhatu because klebyata is a rash pradosha dhatu vikara it is uh, happened due to disturbance in the rash dhatu so just, this is just i wanted to add we should not directly jump to the ashwagandha musli or gold or uh, anything directly aphrodisiac like that first we should uh, make rash dhatu normal then we uh, should go to the shukra dhatu this is the important thing i wanted to add and along with that uh, even in the discussions in some of the groups um, the people are asking then then i need to give one explanation in such a way that see if a patient comes to me with a complaint of male erectile dysfunction or that it is not that i am going to prescribe some woman to him this is not that meaning stri as a vajikarna dravya i am not going to prescribe a woman no it is not like that each man will have a woman and that is their partners and these sexual partners are their own partners not we are not going to prescribe anybody so it is not like that that is a stri as a vajikarna dravya so i need to give so much of explanation also in that group discussions so anyhow those who have a mentality of uh, making some sensational uh, things from that they have done it and nothing to worry and there is no objection or there is no negativity in these questions a question but maybe the question would have asked in a little bit more Uh, with the uh, action verb in that that is their lacuna in that arduous question papers we see that simply without any action verb they will put something and ask the students to write and that is a big thing that needs to be changed and we have been telling them from since, since beginning but still that persist that type of um, negligence is still there even for example in dravaguna they will simply put lacuna what lacuna anything can be written according to lachuna is one of the important dravya in ayurveda lachuna is explained very lengthily in ayurveda lachuna is used for many diseases in ayurveda everything information is right we cannot deny this but what we need to expect from a student so that needs to be very clearly very precisely we need to ask similarly here also you would have explained explain stri as a best vajikarana that which would have been a very sufficient question but what question uh, was etc has done is readily taken from the thing as uh, from the text uh, as it is and copied and pasted that the stri as a vajikarana dravya so then they started uh, that they translated that object dravya to object and the entire issue of controversy started from that so i mean these kind of attacks would only increase and for example in charak samhita for jora chikitsa vishnu sahasrama is explained uh, in many places respect to uh, cow respect to guru respect to brahman or land people all those things are explained and these these points will be nitpicked in the future and this going to only go up with the controversies because ayurveda is almost unstoppable at this point of time but the academic fellows and all the stakeholders of ayurveda should stick to the samhitas not bow down to these uh, uh, trouble seekers and uh, Uh, you know i mean the pure samhita in this purest form should be uh, retained uh, even in the academics and uh, should should be taught 
directly from the uh, samhitas and sangras and you know and, and also so that's all uh, it's a good uh, thing that we need to stick on to that and isn't it but a bad part of it is that when somebody who is not from ayurveda field is bombarding on a topic of ayurveda in a negative manner to that some of our own ayurveda doctors they didn't understand those concepts when they went to college and they are supporting them say asking them is this relevance for this present care such type of questions are required so these type of questions will be asked by those ayurveda doctors they don't understand ayurveda in its own real sense it's an unfortunate big mess we will wrap up the, that topic we'll have any comments just going through that uh, okay uh, probably the question asked by uh, dr garuna is a good switch over to the next topic that question is about gandusha generally uh, gandusha doing with thailam such as arimedadi thailam versus doing with kashaya such as trifla kashaya or estimado kashaya what is the difference in health benefits also difference between trifla versus estimado kashaya for gandusha your thoughts on that please sir. see very clearly when we do gandusha with thailam its intention is to quench the rukshata of the vata in particular and when you are doing uh, gandusha with uh, some kashayas then there may be the target is to reduce the um, vata in a general but not on the directly on the rukshata of course where there is a anubandha of kapha with vata in any diseases of that type nature or that requirement is there in those conditions better go for the kashaya gandusha otherwise for chaladanta or astikshaya or something like that vatavikaras inside the mouth or above the clavicle so in those conditions if gandusha with thaila if it is done that will be good and and also because the acharya charaka considers asti as one uh, sorry danta or teeth as he counts uh, it as a part of uh, a part of bone itself and most of the things like dental caries sh- shaking or unstable teeth Uh, gum receding with aging all those things are vata vikaras so on a continuous basis on a daily basis as part of dinacharya uh, uh, probably arimeda the thaila gandusha makes more sense than trifla or estimado sir definitely arimeda thaila the rogadikara is um, oral cavity diseases and it is a very good one you can go instead of uh, trifla and all those things it is better to go with arimeda the thaila Yeah, I I just pulled the shloka of Arimadadi Thaila and it says somewhere here, Sarvasya rogo druta yetat avur dantasti tvetvida meva mukyam and anushila yet pratidinam swasto api druda dvijo bhavati means it is good for everyone for daily usage and probably this trifla gandusha is told when there is or even estimado gandusha is told when there is mouth ulcers sir definitely when there is a mouth ulcer or receding gum line or gingivitis or spongy gums then those trifla or estimado is good but still in that condition also arimeda the thaila gandusha is more beneficial because arimeda thaila is very kashaya in nature it helps to suppress the kapha as well as because thaila is present it suppresses the vata and it is very good for the chaladanta and vata rogas and all those things along with that it also suppresses the vrana any ulcers but if it is a purely ulcer okay you can go for estimado thaila or tifla thaila for the condition so this is arimedadi thaila ingredients and it says estimado uh, manjista lodra is there kashaya rasa again irimeda trok again it's a uh, kashayarasa chandana is there uh, like i said dataki again and gairika so this is also very good uh, very good thaila for uh, you know even bleeding disorders as well so. definitely this contents are very much uh, very complex as well as very wide natured and it is a more uh, pointed towards the you know oral cavity diseases and it is it's not a somewhere simply as an out of uh, you know experience the people are doing it is indicated by the acharyas that's one which you need to understand yes sir. and uh, moving on to the next topic big industry uh, for like vata tea 
Tittati, Kafati, and uh, whatnot. That's a big industry on Kafa diet, Vata diet, Pitta diet, all based on Prakruti and Dal. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the dosha dominance changes from childhood to the middle uh, middle life uh, to the uh, in elderly people. And also season-wise, there are changes of the doshas. In a day also, morning, afternoon, and evening, Kapha, Pitta, and Vata are dominant. So how much should we value Prakriti as a prescribing factor? As a, in Ayurveda, it is generally is told as one among the Dashvita uh, uh, Rogi Pariksha thing. Like it's one of the tools for patient examination to assess how much dosha is involved or how much uh, dosha is strengthened by the Prakriti of the person. But because of these individual Prakriti-based uh, prescriptions coming in, uh, what is ideal for me what is not ideal uh, how much do you value prakriti and how to assess prakriti when the person's body is changing sir see definitely in a day always depending upon the time part there will be dominance of vata pitta and kapha similarly in the age and individuals lifetime there will be dominance of vata pitta and kapha so in such a scenario and there will be some genetic understanding of a person and that genetic understanding is known as the name of prakriti we try to analyze it and is prakriti is only we try to understand a person's prakriti in order to know that what are the possible diseases he may get and how easily he gets affected with certain diseases to understand that portion it helps definitely just simply because on prakriti you cannot give certain things because prakriti is natural it is not vikruti if there is any vikruti then we need to alter it so it is prakriti we cannot alter it only which is a supporting to the prakriti we can give for example if a person is a vata prakriti person to him it is give something which is sweeter because it is not going to increase his prakriti because when the prakriti dosha everything positive factor everything comes in the same line similar to one another or even uh, symbiotic type of things are there then that is going to or no it is going to cause a disease which is very much profound with all its qualities are expressed all its lakshanas are expressed so that's what even uh, well uh, classification of sukhasadhya vyadi kashtasadhya vyadi asadhya vyadi explanation being given by charaka very clearly it says one dosha involved one dhatu involved, one maroga marga is involved, is easily curable. When multiples are involved and things are coming from a long distance in, uh, for a longer time, then such type of diseases will definitely will be difficult to cure or it is asadhya. So something like that, the explanation has been given. So here also, based on simply prakriti, we cannot give something, you know, it's only for supporting and not to make the person to land in trouble. We can based on that if a person is a purely vata or prakriti person so in order to uh, not to support his prakriti we can go for the a kapha dominant i mean uh, something like the ushna dravya which is uh, somewhat going to suppress the vata to some extent that ever can be given if already is a vata prakriti person to him you are giving a completely dominant vata type of material and continuously this habit is running then one fine day it becomes an accumulative doshas and you land up in some severe vataroga. So that in order to avoid those things, we need to go for a counter type of things. For that purpose only, prakriti helps. Not in just for the sake of using prakriti, you are going to give some medicine. No. Even these teas and all those also, of course, our preferences of a person changes from time to time and even from age to age, definitely we not may not be the same. Okay, yes, sir. And uh, yeah, Karanaji, please go ahead. Yes, Namaste, Doctor. Uh, so I, am I audible? Yeah. Okay. So, Doctor, like you are describing, like Prakriti goes on changing. So, I mean, we have to see. In study, we can, I mean, when we study, we come across Dinacharya, Ritucharya, then um, that the Desha, like where we are coming from, our own age. So, when I am assessing in my day-to-day, -day, like my diet consideration or Vyayam time or, you know, all these practices, how to decide which is like the dominating force? Because for sure, when there are so many factors, there will be definitely some opposing factors. 
um it's not like all of them align if they are all aligned then it's the decision making is easier but when there are contradictions then how do we like which tend to dominate or over the others see when you have a different tools to evaluate which prakriti a person is there may be 10 number of questionnaires 15 or 20 times like that in that how many is going in favor of thing and how many is going against that so based on that if it is a dominantly 50% and above is that its uh, question is favoring answers of a patient and observation by the patient of the patient going in support of the particular dosha then we take it as a particular dominant dosha in that person so and that is usually a part of his prakriti so it doesn't mean that even see so for example in a person you have put a questions related to analyze or assess the prakriti some 15 questions in this 15 question a person gives a supporting answer towards its vata prakriti maybe out of 15 8 questions or maybe 9 maybe 10 maybe 12 maybe 13 maybe 15 all the questions so depending upon these variations the vata present in that fellow also varies similarly that persons in a day as one and everywhere for example a person who is considered as vata and pitta prakriti person maybe his vata is for a purpose, just for the purpose of understanding i am just quoting these examples for example in the morning vata is 50% pitta is 30% and kapha is 20% in this fellow over a time changes his vata becomes 45% pitta becomes 35% and kapha becomes 10% something like that so these type of alterations in a day it will be continuously happening so but ultimately the things is always in favor of the original is uh, contribution or what is the decision is been taken based on his parameters that it is a, he is a vata pitta prakriti person he will be vata pitta only but in him morning the percentage of vata may be less maybe in the evening it will be more but still it is same he is vata pitta so you are saying so you are saying that there is equal weightage given to all these different factors in that questionnaire like it's equal weightage for all these different different factors the see there is a clear cut questionnaire for assessing these things in that based on the answers what they are given and even the certain things to be observed by the doctor he will observe and put it in the category that whether it is belongs to pitta kapha vata something like that then after analyzing all these things where exactly we stand that is the ultimately the thing is it is a particular prakriti of that person in that itself that prakriti goes on changes but that changes are completely minute it will not totally alter the things see for example a patient is vata pitta ja in nature prakriti there may be alteration inside but he will try to remain in that vata pitta ja nature only mm-hmm. he, he cannot become by the afternoon he becomes pitta vata ja he becomes kapha vata ja no that not to happen that whatever alteration happens that alteration is only mild it won't change his personal which is mula prakriti that won't be changed because it is from birth okay okay thank you doctor and also to uh, to answer the question between the time of the day and the season and the own age and the prakriti and place etc which is which can cause disease a- a- anything can di- cause a disease uh, based on the amount of uh, uh, causative factor here to exposure for example though irrespective of prakriti someone is Uh, roaming around in the scorching sun working hard so he, he he would feel dizziness due to pitta increase there out of all the factors uh, irrespective of prakriti season etc the scorching sun that is the time of the day has caused disease in case of season uh, if it is too much raining and too much cold and for a person is exposed to that he may get cough and cold and fever due to the season uh, irrespective of all the other factors considered and it, it, with respect to age due to old age person gets arthritis their age is overruling other things so whichever that of course in all these things the prakriti plays a role in hedging or 
increasing or decreasing the symptoms but to cause cause a disease anything can be a contributing factor see there are too many causative factors whichever the causative factor dominates that will lead the role so that will have a leading role so for example to get a disease if it is uh, age is a supporting one then age will dominate if it is uh, the time of the day or the season of the year or the food whatever it is so this type of analysis needs to be done that is called amsham shakalpana what exactly happened and which dosha is involved and how much agni is disturbed and what quality of ama has produced and where it has produced where is the vyaktasthana where is its udbhavasthana where is sancharasthana what is the marga all those factors there are so many factors needs to be understand then accumulative work and analysis to then uh, finally we can conclude this is the disease or uh, this is the prakruti in this person that's why he has see for example if a vata prakruti person is there he gets a vata vikara then his lakshanas will be profound in nature whereas a vata prakruti person gets a uh, disease of pitta in nature then his lakshanas will be comparatively milder so that is the nature of this very clearly said if um, um, both dosha prakruti uh, and all these things go in similar lines then the disease manifestation will be stronger so this is what for that purpose we need to understand prakruti and moving on to the next topic i i do weekly classes and we have uh, dealt osteoporosis and osteoarthritis there and we have also covered in guru goda sessions lot of osteoporosis but time and again many questions arise regarding osteoporosis and how to treat and all so just i thought that we will uh, address it uh, in a more detailed way uh, guru can you please explain the main dosha and dhatu involved in osteoporosis and what is osteoporosis uh, in terms of ayurveda See, in terms of Ayurveda, if you want to know that, it is very clearly osteoporosis or osteoarthritis or kshaya in asthidhatu usually occurs in the old age. And old age is dominated with generally vata dosha. For any prakruti person, anybody, in old age is dominated with vata dosha to some extent. So, with this background, if vata is increasing, definitely there will be kshaya in asti that is the only thing because very other um, there is a direct uh, relationship is there but in case of vata and asti it is indirect relationship if vata increases asti decreases in other all these things usually the, the dosha increases corresponding or support ashrita dhatu is there that is also will increase or decrease accordingly and follows the dosha whereas here it is indirectly proportional if vata increases nasti uh, decreases so because of this in osteoporosis usually it occurs in old age usually it happens uh, with that um, increase of vata hence we need to improve the kapha tattva or prutvi bhava or reduce the vata these are the modalities are the available uh, things for us then we need to understand what is vata a entity which has ruksha guna sukshma guna lagu guna such type of qualities are present in that which is having chalatva guna and these type of things and this is definitely going to uh, now treated uh, as a vata dosha so then such entity is there vata dosha then all the lakshanas or all the qualities will not increase maybe in one person rukshita might have increased and leading to vatavruddhi or sometimes even laguta has increased and caused vatavruddhi so like that a typical one or two qualities of the vata will increase and leading into a manifestation of a lakshana so that can happen so accordingly we need to understand what type of uh, manifestation or lakshanas are emerging then we can assess which like quality of the vata dosha has increased so to that to that definitely general principle of suppressing vata is the one then if any specificity is there then accordingly we go for a specific drugs which can help in the condition
Uh, one important thing that we learned is that osteoporosis is almost directly related to vata dosha. And wherever vata dosha increases, tissues, especially astidhatu, decreases. And decrease of acidatu leads to damage of the uh, bone ends, leading to uh, erosion and leading to osteoporosis. So bone erosion is osteoporosis. So entire treatment line is dependent on on, on balancing the uh, vata dosha. And uh, so uh, and there is uh, Mona Bhatji. Yes, please go ahead. So the when you say that when person um, has a vata, more vata, so question is, so people who are like prone to runners or something, they are prone to more vata people, right? Because they do always the marathon and runner. Do they also get osteoarthritis sooner or later? Is that a possibility? Is that a cause? If they run more, um, they are especially Vata people and they are running. In that case, is what do we do? See, very clearly, every human being in their later part of the life, they definitely have increased Vata and osteoporosis, osteoarthritis and these type of erosions or mm -hmm. tend to occur. It will definitely be there for everybody. Some may get that at the age of 50, some may get at the age of 60, some may at the age of 70, some may at the 80. It is okay. going to happen. This is one thing. Second thing, those who are athletes and they'll run and they use a lot of their muscles and bones and all those things, they tend to keep up their astidhatu stronger comparatively as, ah. as they'll maintain it to a certain level. But when it becomes a overuse, then they also start getting adverse effect of ati upyoga of the particular things. See, we know that it is hina yoga, mitya yoga and ati yoga which leads to the manifestation of diseases. Here, until unless samyak yoga means the total samyak yoga if you are following, nothing will happen. But if you are practicing such a way that and you are not maintaining yourself you are not going for Abhyanga daily. You are not doing any such thing which is helps to maintain the body. But still daily you are running 5 kilometers. Then in the beginning it will not be causing any problem. But later stages slowly it leads to wear and tear. And that wear and tear is going to cause problem. That's that Ati Yoga. And later the Mitya Yoga. One point day itself a cross country race is doing uh, 30 kilometers jogging or walking. Definitely it is going to harm. If you okay. want to do that also, if your body you may prepare in that way regularly, oil it up and you know, do oleation and maintain your body and regularly have a habit of running for a certain type of thing, then accordingly just increase it to a few, I mean for minutes, a few hours or a few kilometers may not cause the damage. But once again, age of a person, time and uh, duration and what how he is doing whether he is regularly keeping up vayama or not everything contributes in the manifestation of these type of things otherwise so, we'll sports injuries okay so doctor why i asked you this because it's about me um i am a vata pitta prakriti and of course my health is all right everything is perfect i have no other issues and i do before I used to run, but lately I'm just walking. But at least I would say I'm walking six to seven miles a day. Now, I know I'm, I'm age of 57. Will it increase my possibility of osteoarthritis in my later age? Or, of course, I have to take care of my food, my other areas of, you know, keeping my body healthy. But my concern is if you say that Vata people are prone to get it, uh, then is there a possibility that I'm overusing it? I'm just walking now before I used to run. It is not a correct statement that only Vata Pitta will get a person or a Vata person will get osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis okay. will happen to everybody because it is mm -hmm. a natural process of aging and natural process of aging according to our body types and our nature, our doshic involvement and all those things, 
some may show the signs of this osteoporosis osteoarthritis at the age of 50 some may show the signs at the age of 70 60 so that depends on their ahara their body nature and their um, maintenance everything if you are doing a 6 km 7 km walking if it is not hurting you and you are not getting tired too much then no issues it is not going to give you any trouble see very clearly acharyas have very clearly suggested vyayama ardha shakti we need to do vyayama half of our strength so you need to do it according to your body strength so i cannot suggest you that you go 6 kilometers 8 kilometers or 7 kilometers no that will be a wrong statement you decide by yourself just go on doing it and if you are feeling tired stop it that is the best method of understanding the, your body then regular okay. maintenance with the oil oleation and all those things are very very important and as you are maintaining with the movement of uh, muscles and all those things definitely the bone will have a strength and will maintain it and if, uh, do you know that if any people those who don't run and do don't walk anything they simply keep quiet and they stay together their bones will be good no their bones will also become brittle they will become more uh, osteoporotic than your those who are using it so, it is very clearly it is said sharira is shiryate iti shariram the sharira one which is continuously dying or decaying that's called a sharira so there will be okay. continuous loss of tissues so how far we are going to maintain with some food and some procedures and following dinacharya and rutucharya and all those things it will maintain to some odd years that is entirely depending upon the maintenance periodic maintenance okay. or something like that yeah so i i don't get tired at all and that's another thing i keep walking i never i feel tired or out of energy even after coming back i can do as much work i can uh, in the house or anything so i just wanted to curious like what should what should one understand with osteoporosis so thank you for uh, explaining in detail i really appreciate it. thank you doctor thank you dr hamber and dr guraja thank you uh, for regular exercises including a little bit of snigdha uh, dravyas like little bit of oil and fat in diet and also regular oil massage would help them to stay stronger for a longer period of time which is again water balancing sir yes definitely that's what i want to say just you need to have a certain snigdha uh, dravyas in your diet and you to maintain that so that will not only even abhyantara snehapana as well as bahya sneha is to be done in order to maintain the water if water integrity is maintained then automatically bone strength will also be maintained i see that some more questions are coming yes doctors uh, doctor so like in my case i got osteoporosis but now it's osteopenia but like and i'm very young um just like late 30s one doctor was saying about how it's because um from childhood there's this chronic uh, blood a problem like inflammation so my question is that can problems in your rasa or rakta dhatu like having chronic you know skin conditions and always having this inflammation can it affect the more gambhira dhatus like asti dhatu prematurely because otherwise my diet everything has been fantastic and exercise everything so i could not understand why it is happening so early it's very clearly we need to understand a disease which is supposed to occur in the old age if it is happening in a very early age means there will be some sort of uh, genetic predisposition in that things we need to rule out that's what ayurveda has said is a bija dosha so there may be certain things that why you got a primary generalized osteoarthritis what was the reason whether you were a full term baby or not at the time of your birth um, birth or something like that or maybe matru dosha mother mother was not giving sufficient nutrition at the time of pregnancy and something like that or once of you are um, in this world maybe your early childhood you may not be given sufficient oil massage something like that so all okay. these things should be checked by one by one by one by if you check it up then you will come to know that what may be the cause of it 
and you, there may be certain times that cost may be blocked or maybe reversed and the, uh, things can be settled down but certain times there may be irreversible changes which has happened in the very long due to some other things and the issues are settled down in deep into the dhatus and deeper dhatus then it so may it take can, time yeah so it can be like like i mentioned that uh, because otherwise there is no history there's no problem but only thing that yes prolonged history chronic inflammation in the blood uh, this one so that also can affect the deeper dhatus is it see we we need to understand in that uh, there is uh, what is that uh, chronic inflammation in the blood uh, we don't find that type of things maybe chronic inflammation in any bony tissue or connective tissues so in that if it is there then we need to understand what disease it is whether it is uh, autoimmune disease or anything like that then that okay. part there then of course your immunity is already compromised so okay. that when when immunity is compromised automatically the any any disease can occur okay so it's nothing to do with rakta dhatu then basically it cannot be cross across the dhatus now if i get the entire details and some questions posed by me then then i can come to a conclusion otherwise it will okay. be very difficult to say anything right now sure sure okay thank you thank you all the uh, participants